If you are there, let's read this now. Together in verse number 35. Together ready read. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, that after that you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Our Father in heaven, bless this passage of scripture, Lord, and help us to go through all these uh, points that um, are very important and needed um, in this um, year, and I pray, O oh God, that uh, we will be able to um, understand this with the simplicity and clarity of um, of the preaching. And I pray, O oh God, that you'll just help me and help your people also uh, touch their hearts and uh, touch my mouth also, O oh God, so that I can have the utterance and and boldness uh, as I deliver your word to your people. And I pray that uh, your name will be magnified. Your name will be glorified in our midst. In Jesus' name we pray all these things. Amen. Please be seated. Living our life for the Lord Jesus Christ in 2023. Welcome back, uh, um, Brother Matt and Sister Debbie. <laughs> um, they had their vacation and uh, praise the Lord that <clears throat> uh, they are back safely. And again, um, the, the Lord is uh, blessing us for 2022, but it was very tough for me, very tough for my family. And uh, but God is so gracious; He allowed me to uh, survive after that uh, sickness that I had. And we praise God for His mercy, and for, we praise God that He counted all of us worthy uh, of this blessing. And we receive a lot of blessings from Him. We receive uh, uh, great blessings that we cannot even number. Um, David David said in Psalm. 139 verse number 17 he said these words um, he said how precious how precious also are thy thoughts unto me O god wow what a what a personal you know um um you know comment uh, by david toward god uh, he, he just loved the lord and he just wants he just wants to to speak these words to god so that um, his mouth will be praising him. His mouth will be exalting God in his life. And he said, How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. So again, what a great blessing that the Lord has uh, endowed upon us all those blessings that we do not even deserve. And that is because of His grace. Because grace is given to the undeserving. And that's all of us. We are all undeserving. And yet the Lord has poured His blessing upon blessing upon blessing. And every single day, there are so much blessing that he, David said, they are more in number than the sand. We cannot name them. The Bible, I mean, our song says, um, 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 uh, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. I hope that we will exercise that throughout this year. 
uh, remembering and counting the blessings of God day by day, counting all the blessings, the benefits that God has bestowed upon us. And the Lord has given us all of these uh, benefits and recognizing that it's coming from the Lord, um, no matter how small maybe in your eyes, uh, no matter how, how uh, um, maybe insignificant it may be. I'll tell you, there are so many things that's so important and we think it's insignificant. Even the, the air that we breathe, it's so, it seems to us, we don't thank the Lord for the, <clears throat> for the, for the time that we uh, uh, breathe that air. But that is very important. That's very, that's very um, you know, um, important to our, to our existence. And yet, we don't thank the Lord for that. But we ought to thank the Lord in everything. In everything, give thanks. Because this is the will of God. In, um, in Christ Jesus concerning you. Again, the Lord gives us another chance to serve Him. But not just to serve Him. The Lord wants us to serve Him and also to please Him. Because sometimes we serve the Lord out of duty, out of necessity, and our heart is heavy. No, that is not the one that God requires. God wants us to serve Him and serve Him with glad, our gladness and joyfulness of heart. Because of all the abundance, abundant blessing that the Lord has given to us. And again, while God wants us to serve Him, He wants us to serve Him, but in a life that is so different from the world. We know what is the, the worldly life. We know it. We, we came from there. God wants us to set our life you know, different from the world. Do not live your life like the, the way the world live their lives. And, and here, that is where the problem is. Because living our life for God is so diffi- difficult because the world will become our enemy. And the world will become, you know, it's, it's so bad that you have to live off those those uh, good things that our flesh desires in, in, from the world. We, as much as we want to serve and please God, the world is, you know, our heart is attached to the world. And our heart wants to befriend the world. But the problem with that befriending the world is we are putting or making God our enemy. Right. Love not the world, the Bible says. Where is that? First John chapter 2, verse number 15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, all is uh, it's not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the last thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. And you see, my friend, our God requires us to be separate and be different from the world. And again, I said this over and over again, that living a life for God is so difficult because you will find many enemies in this life. And you have enemies that are now seeking to stop your progress and your spiritual growth in God. 
you begin to come to church and be faithful to the church, then there comes the problems, you know, springing. And trying to stop your progress, trying to stop your spiritual growth. But here are some keys, uh, the Bible truths that we need this 2023. This year, 2023, we do not know what's around the corner. But I believe that the Lord is there whenever we arrive to that corner, the Lord is there. And all we need to understand is the Bible truths that will help us in this year, 2023, to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We talked about this last week, and I realized, oh, we can put a lot of things. I, I spoke about this nine points last week, but I realized there are 130-something of this. But we will take, take a look at this one by one because this is very important as we face this year 2023. And first of all, um, God wants you to understand that <clears throat> in this life we need the Lord Jesus Christ and we need to love God and obey His word. That is what we need to, to overcome this world. That is what we need to, um, to, to, to live a happy and victorious life in this world. <clears throat> Love and obey Jesus Christ, and God will bless you in doing so. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse number 30, um, he, this is, you know, God speaking to Samuel, I mean to, to Eli. <clears throat> the Lord was not pleased with Eli anymore. And um, just find time to read the life of Eli here and the story of Eli, and he, he's, not, he's not pleasing to God anymore. And, and the word here in verse 30 says, Them that honor me, I will honor. In other words, it, it, it found out that Eli and his household was not honoring God. And therefore, God dishonored Eli. But again, my friend, in this life, there are people that are pleasing God and honoring God. And there are also people, even in the church, that are not pleasing God. But I hope that you are part of the people who honor God. And obey Him. Because we know what will happen to those people who dishonor God. And the Lord also will dishonor them. So love the Lord Jesus. Love Him. And obey Him. And in doing so, God will bless you. And another thing that we talked about last week is that um, we have to obey God. Even in difficult times. Because sometimes it's easy for us to obey God in good times. It's easy for us to praise the Lord when, when there is abundant blessings. It's easy for us to, to come to church when we have no problem and there's no, there's no other schedule. But when time comes that <clears throat> there are other schedules in front of you, then you drop off church and you go to, your, to that schedule. And again, that is our human nature. That is our human nature that we have to obey God even in the most difficult of times. Because that is where the Lord will be glorified in our lives. That is where the Lord will be magnified in us. And again, it will develop good qualities in us. When we strive to, um, to serve God, even, even there's a, there's a, our family will stop us, our, our job, our company will stop us from coming to God, our circumstances, our problems, our bills, our mortgages, and all these things will stop us from coming to church. But despite of that, so many Christians will strive on 
and, and leave that to the Lord. Okay, that's a big problem. That bill there uh, is overdue. That bill there is overdue. And a lot of problems. We do not know how to pay this bill coming up. But again, leave it to the Lord. Let's go to church. Yeah. And that is where the Lord will be glorified. When you strive on, I will tell you when, when God is glorified, He will perform that miracles that you do not even know. That's what the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 3, 33, verse 3. Jeremiah 33, verse 3, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. You do not know how to solve this problem, but I will tell you, while you do not know how to solve problems, God knows how to solve them. Amen. That is why we, we, are, we, we ought to put our trust in the Lord. We ought to put our, uh, you know, our heart to the Lord. Obey God even in difficult times. Number three that we talked about last week is resist temptation. Resist temptation. And we know that temptation is not sin. Temptation can only become sin is because temptation is like, you know, one that is knocking on the door. Temptation is like one knocking on the door. Hey, open me. Hey, try this, try this. Temptation is not a sin. Jesus Christ was tempted. But temptation can only become sin when you unbolt that door and allow that sin, I mean, you know, that sin to come in. That is, you know, the sin that God doesn't want us to do. But temptation is okay. But stay away from it, but it's okay to come because... Um, you have no control about temptation. There had no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, wherewith also the temptation make a way to escape, that you may be able to bear it. So God knows where's your limit. And again, I spoke last week, the problem with us, Christians are looking for temptations. And inviting temptations and became impatient with temptations. Oh, when, when, when does the temptation knock on my door? <laughs> because he's ready to open the door. <laughs> it's not right. It is not right. So resist the temptation. Resist it. Another thing we talked about last week is be patient for God to bring his plans to pass. God has a plan in your life. Young people, God has a plan in your life. Wait for him. God has a plan, and then just, you know, be mindful of his plan. Be faithful to the church, and then the right time will come. Just be faithful to him in everything. Be faithful to him. Be faithful in your household. Be faithful to your mother. Be faithful to your father. Be faithful to your siblings. Be faithful to, you know, to your job. Be faithful to your friends. Be faithful to your church. Be faithful to your ministry. Be faithful in everything. Be faithful in your tithes. Be faithful in your offering. Be faithful in your, in your you know, dealings with people. Just be faithful in everything. And then the Lord, the Lord, the blessings that you are waiting for will just come to pass. Do not rush off. Do not, you know, rush the blessings because the Lord puts all of that in order. And again, um, uh, another thing is that read and study the Bible every day. Read and study the Bible every day. Do not lay down your guards. 
Oh, I have read this passage. Oh, I have read this many times. And uh, No, keep on reading because every time you read the, the verse, you will, you will always you know, see a fresh meat from the Word. There is always like, you know, nourishment from it. You can always like um, see your mind will be open. The Lord will open your mind and see the hidden treasures of the Word of God. So do not stop reading and studying the Bible every day. The Bible gives us wisdom. It is the Word of God that gives us the strength, the, the love, the joy, the peace, the faith, the hope, the victory. You know, um, we need victory over our worries. We need victory over our anxieties. Oh, I, I was struck with that anxiety uh, um, early ne- last year. I was struck to that. I was, it was so bleak. I do not know what the future holds. It was so dark. I do not know. I, I, I keep on asking the Lord and, and praying pray to the Lord. And again, um, it took me like months there. Two months or so um, to get out of that situation when, when I was still in pain, uh, my, 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 my operation was still, was still fresh, and I do not know whether I would survive. Um, uh, the, does the cancer, uh, all the cancer taken away, or will, will that grow again? And, and you know, how, how, much, how, how many, how many uh, days left? I do not know, and it was so bleak, and I was, the only consolation we have is the Lord. And the Lord was just so faithful. And we need to fight back. We need to have victory. But it is the Word of God that will give us the victory that we needed every day. The Word of God is the one that will bring us that victory. And the Word of God will bring us awareness of God to all of our life's problems. I have problem of my own. You have problem of your own. Each, each one of us has problems of our own. And yet the Lord knows all of these problems and He knows how to solve them. He knows how to solve them. The Bible is our, is our textbook for life. This is the Word of God. This is God's Word, our textbook. Great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. If you love the Bible, if you love the Word of God, there is great peace in your life. In, in, and in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 2. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 2. As new, newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the Word. For what purpose? There is a purpose to this. That you may grow thereby. There is growth in your Christian life. There is victory there. There is strength there. There is vigor. There is these blessings over there. There is that peace and joy that will just overflow from the Word of God. Psalm 119 verse number 11. Psalm 119 verse 11. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. You see, learning... Learning and, um, and obeying the Bible prevents many problems. It prevents many problems. How, you know, how awful would my life be if I did not know the Bible? Because before I, I learned the Bible, before I learned salvation, before I, I got to know Christ, oh, my life was, was wretched. 
I was all that in drinking, gambling, and name all that, all those sins. Until, you know, the Lord saved me. And that is why it's a great blessing that, you know, um, the Bible changes life. It changed our life. And again, last week we talked about prayer to God daily. Pray to God. And encourage your children to pray to God. I ask my children pray. And, and when they have something that they want, I want them to pray. Why? The purpose of that is because I want them to experience, you know, a, a miracle from God. I do not just want them to, you know, I, 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 it's my duty for my children and it is my joy to, to show to them how God performs miracles in my life. How those miracles happen and, and, and out of nowhere the Lord answered my prayers and I want them to get encouragement from that. But that is not enough. I do not want them to rely on the miracles that I experience in my life. I want them to experience miracles in their own personal walk with God. Because that is another level of blessing. You see, you see the miracles of the children of Israel crossing in the Red Sea and turning that great sea into dry land. And they, they, they walk on foot right there in the midst of the sea on dry ground. That's a great blessing. And whoa, I'm, I'm encouraged to, 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 uh, to believe in God. I, I'm, so, I'm so encouraged to, to put my faith in God because of what these people experience. But I will tell you, my friend, there is also, you know, another uh, miracles that, uh, that, that, that are not written in the Bible. And those miracles that happen to you personally. And those are the, the things that the working of God in our own personal life. You see, pray to God daily. Experience God's miracle through prayer. Experience God's miracle, not through your pastor's miracle, not through your, not through your parents' miracle, or, or, or again, uh, other people's miracle. Experience God's miracle in your own personal life. And that is where you can see the great blessing of God. Why? Because God has given us this personal access to the throne of grace. He has given us that personal access. You have access to God. I have access to God. Do not push me there. Okay, can you pray for me? Oh, it's good if you ask me to pray for you and I, I will do that and I love it. But what really I want is you come to God because God also can be approached by you. The Lord allows you to come. And why don't you come? Go to God personally because God has given you personal access to His throne. Hebrews chapter 4 verse number 16. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. The Bible says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And you see this presence of God in our prayer is so it's so powerful it's very very you know um, um, important in our life the presence of God James said that the effectual fervent prayer in James 5 16 said the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much availeth much in other words it's so powerful the prayer of a righteous person is so powerful. We have a great chance of having victorious life in 2023. Why? 
Why? Because the Lord has given us, you know, access to his throne. All the victory, all the blessing is there at the throne. All of your desire can be fulfilled all in that throne. And the Lord has given us access to the throne. It's all up to us to come before him. Now you can come to God and access the throne through prayer. Prayer. We have not because we ask not. We ask and receive not because we ask amiss. That we may consume it upon our own lust. Sometimes we, we ask God for big thing for our own you know, carnal desires. We ask God for, you know, all these material things for our, so that, you know, it can make your life easier. That's okay, but actually, that is not the purpose why God will open the windows of heaven. The, the purpose that God will open the windows of heaven so that you can be a blessing to others and many people will come to know Christ because of you. You see, Another thing that we talked last week is that stop rebelling against God. Stop rebelling against God. All your life, you may have been pleasing only and only to yourself. You have all this list, but it's all about you. You have all this desire, it's all about you. We have all these requests, it's all about you. It's not even for the souls of others, it's not even for your family, it's just all about you. My friend, now is the time to put God first. And put others first. Others first. Then put yourself last. Another thing is that realize that you are not your own. You do not own yourself. If you recognize this truth, you are on the path of victory. You are now in the way of blessing. Because the greatest enemy that we need to conquer in this life is first and foremost is that person that you face in the mirror. <laughs> that person that you face in the mirror, that one there, right there. He looks good, but yeah, I tell you, he just wants, you know, his flesh to be nourished. That person that you face in the mirror, oh, he or she wants to be pampered. He wants to sleep, he wants to eat, he wants to do all these things. He wants, he wants to enjoy. And that is the greatest enemy because that is, you know, akin to carnality. Now, you have to realize that you are not your own. You are bought with a price. Because you are bought with a price, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Our life's goal should be to glorify God and by doing his will it is the will of god not our will thou will thy will be done not it, not our will we must say no because to sin because sin sometimes is very appealing to flesh i'll tell you if, uh, if if i am not a christian today i would have been like still gambling gambling to me is like you know it's rooted deep within me and it is a struggle to fight back because it's so hard to take that away. But by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, it's what it was taken away. It's hard to get away from that. Drinking is the same. And, and, my, and my rock music before that, oh, I love those songs before. But again, the Lord took it all away. 
And we must say no to that. We must say no to sin. No to selfishness. No to pride. No to, no to uh, diverse lies. No. Say no to all of that. And lastly, last week, we talked about the love of God. Oh, the love of God. That is what we need. The love of God. And again, that love of God will translate also our love for God. So therefore, we have to love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and with all our strength. We have to love the Bible, love the, love the Christians, love the believers, and also love the lost souls. Love them enough that you want them to, to hear the gospel. Make them hear the gospel. And here this morning, we are going to see this. How are we going to, to uh, strengthen our walk with God in this year, 2023? How are we going to strengthen our walk? I will tell you, my friend, my advice to you is come to church every, every service. Come to church every service. Try God. Just try God. Maybe you have been a Christian for a long time, but you have not tried God. Try Him. Try the Lord. I will tell you, I did try. I did try many years ago. Oh, I was amazed. The Lord our God is real. He is real. If you put your faith in Him wholeheartedly, I will tell you, He will show Himself. Try God. Come to church every service, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesday service, and do all you can to help your Christian life grow. Do whatever it is. If there is a, ask someone or pastor, is there a church, uh, is there a special service? Just avail yourself in all these services. Avail yourself. I will tell you, my friend, our God is an, is an amazing God. And we have this amazing um, symbiosis in church growth. This is a symbiosis. And, and the, church, the church will help you grow as you also uh, you know, be a part in making the church grow. When you see the church growing, your heart is also like getting encouraged. It's because you help in that growth. When you help in that, in that growth, you will also grow yourself. And, and when you come to church, you get encouragement. At the same time, people get, get, uh, get encouragement from you. So it's like it's a symbiosis there. You're helping one another, encouraging one another. Once you encourage one another, you will find that later on you will find that the benefit of doing so is you getting encouragement yourself. You see, our church partners with us in service and serving the Lord. At the same time, our church also meeting our needs. What would happen if there is no Mount Zion Bible Baptist Church? And what would happen? I know for sure all of us will go to different churches because we cannot stay home Sunday. But I will tell you, it's different. It's different uh, to be here. Now, because we need to be here and we need to, you know, uh, um, uh, to be a part of the ministry, in, in that way, while doing so, we get encouragement ourselves. David said this, so I love, David really said this, he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I will tell you, it is a great blessing because 
David loves the church. David loves the assembly. Every time the people come together, he loves it. And then he's the one that calling people, okay, let's go and let's worship God. All of us will gather there. And then all of a sudden, someone called David, David, let's go to the house of the Lord. That was his job. And now someone is telling, is it like a pastor? I'm calling people to come and, and come and visit the church. And then all of a sudden, someone will invite me to the church. So it's really a blessing. I, I can feel, I can see the, the blessing of David there. And again, in, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25, it says there, Let us consider one another to provoke and to love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. Now, what, what does it say there? That means that you can provoke one another to love. Here in the church, you, we are provoking one another to love and we are provoking one another to good works. Here you can, you can hear in the preaching, you can hear in the Sunday school, you can hear in the music, <clears throat> all these words of encouragement to do right. All this encourage, encouragement to do the right thing, to do what God's, you know, what is approved in God's eyes. So we are provoking one another to love. We are provoking one another to good works. And another thing that we need this year is let us humble ourselves. Humility. <coughs> Humility. <coughs> we need to um, understand that God requires us to be humble. Humble yourselves, before, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time. So avoid pride. Pride has nothing to do with us. Stay humble before God and stay humble before others. And we have benefits of humility. There are a lot of benefits of being humble. Proverbs 15, verse number 33. Proverbs 13, 15, verse number 33. Before honor is humility. In other words, before the Lord will exalt us or elevate us, um, that person is found to be humble. So when, when we humble ourselves, the Lord will lift us up. In, in Proverbs 22, verse number 4, Proverbs 22, verse number 4, By humility and fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. So all this we want. We want this. We want, we want the riches. We want honor. We want life. But these things cannot come just by themselves. This comes by humility because it is the Lord that will place this in your life. It is the Lord that will place this and then this will lift you up. It is the Lord's hand that will lift you up. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 6. <clears throat> this is what he said, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due time. Another thing that we uh, need this year is that now, if you happen to, to move uh, from this place, uh, maybe you will be moving to another city uh, because of work or because of your family moving to a different place and, and you cannot be with us anymore. When you get to another place, when you get to that church, get involved in the church where you belong. 
You know, get involved and love, love the pastor there. Submit yourselves to the elders and and love the work of the God, of God. That is, you know, uh, that will become your um, place to worship the Lord. That's what First uh, Peter chapter five, verse number five. Uh, it says that likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another. And be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. You know, uh, the, the, the pastor in the church, uh, like me, here in the church, we are, uh, the pastors, the, the Sunday school teachers are sanctioned in the church to feed and protect the sheep from, you know, the elements of the world. We are the ones to protect our doctrine. We are the ones to protect our people from deception. So we expose all this uh, working of Satan um, here in this world so that our people will be aware uh, all of these uh, deceptions and false doctrines. And God placed the pastor there. And notice the word in, in, in uh, if, you, if you look at... Um, Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 7, verse number 14, verse number 17, you will find there that these pastors and elders are there to oversee. They are the ones that will, um, you know, remember them which have the rule over you. So they are the ones that will um, set the tone and set the, uh, um, the, the mode of the church. So, God placed this authority over the people. And again, it's not for the people to be oppressed, but rather for the edification so that our church will be built up. Each one of us will be built up in the church. We have opportunity to grow and we can help one another and we can be a blessing to one another. That is what 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 8 says. 2 Corinthians um, chapter 10, verse number 8. And notice the word there, our authority. Our authority. You see, for though I should boast somewhat for more of our authority, which the Lord hath given us, what's purpose? What's the purpose? For edification. That is to build up. To strengthen one another, to encourage one another, to, to be more you know, involved in the ministry, to be more um, loving God, to be more into, into uh, encouraging one another, um, you know, uh, sharing the gospel to, to the lost, edification, building up, and not for your destruction. The authority that God has placed to the pastor is not to destroy lives. This is not you know, uh, uh, the company of, of, of the, of, of, uh, the, the uh, world that is only for profit, this ministry that we have is for the enrichment of the people, for the building up, for the edification of one another. And you see, if you submit, if you submit yourselves to this um, authority, then you are protected. And that is what uh, 1 Timothy chapter 5 Verse 17 says, Let the elders that rule well. He said, Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they 
to labor in the word and doctrine. So again, uh, a lot of things there that we, we can learn, um, especially, you know, when you are new in the church, when you are, when you are uh, new in your Christian life, you do not understand a lot of all these things. But these are pro- pro- provision, these are things provided by God in the word of God. First, in, in, go back to Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 7 and verse number 17. You will find that remember them which have the rule over you, whose faith follow. Obey them that have the rule over you. Submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they that must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. And in verse number 24, verse number 24, it says, Greet them that have the rule over you, and all the saints. And, and in 1 Thessalonians, there's another, another line there that says, in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse number 12, it said, Know them which labor among you, and are over you in the Lord, and admonish, and admonish you. Verse 13, esteem them very highly in love. For what, for, for, for what sake? It is for the work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. You see, again, um, we all come in different churches, and I came from my church, and praise the Lord, my pastor was really blessed that we have a church here. Uh, my pastor was so blessed, but I'm still, I'm still listening to him, and his word is very, very heavy to me. What, when my pastor will advise me, will counsel me, ah, that is, you know, that is heavy. Um, the advices of my pastor, um, I, I'm not taking, taking it lightly because um, I will consider it to be, um, you know, that advice that is especially com- coming from my pastor is coming from the Lord and I will consider it. But I'm not going to jump into doing what he says, but I will just keep it in me and consider it very carefully before I will make decisions. If he will, make, if he will advise me contrary to what I plan, I will consider it and think about it. And then maybe I will ask another um, counselor and see way the, way the, you know, the, uh, see the, the spiritual uh, weight there. That I will not um, discard what my pastor uh, would advise me straight away. I will, you know. But if the counsel of my pastor is in alignment to my, what I'm really planning to do, and I praise the Lord for that. Because that will confirm that this plan, this, this step is the right step to, to move forward. So again, esteem them very highly. In love, for their work's sake. Remember, they are the ones, you know, laboring and toiling on. They are the ones, uh, the pastors are speaking to God almost like, you know, every, every, every moment. The pastors are, you know, depending upon God. They are the ones talking to God most of the time. And they will receive that blessing. They will receive that um, wisdom from God. Sometimes other people will, will have wisdom, but again... The Lord will give wisdom to those people that will come before God. But, but, but the, as the pastor, we do not seek that for personal gain. Because that blessing of God, um, 
that responsibility um, is good, that God has given us the responsibility over the matters of, you know, the, um, the church. But I want God um, to find that all the people will receive that equal blessing. I want that the people are more, um, you know, um, uh, relying upon the Lord and not on any, any person um, around even the church or around their home. I want the people to rely upon the Lord. Because people that have this kind of reliance to God are blessed by the Lord. If you are relying upon the Lord, you are blessed by God. And another thing that we need to have to face 2023 is avoid all the worries and anxieties. I know it's easier said than done because I struggled with this. I struggled uh, early last year. I struggled with worries. I struggled with... I'm not afraid to die. But I just look around and my children are still young. <laughs> and that is, is so hard. You know, before I, I, I was carefree. I, if I die, I die. But when you look around and you have young children, wow, that changed the things. Um, but again, avoid these worries as much as possible. Avoid these anxieties because this is counterproductive. It's not going to help anything. But it just comes. I think Satan puts it there and torments us. But I will tell you, my friend, if we can avoid these worries, we can avoid these anxieties, and we begin to trust and obey God, I will tell you there is a great blessing coming our way. Amen. Casting all your care, First Peter said. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 17. Casting all your care upon Him. What a consolation when the Bible says, For He careth for you. It's not my mother or my father. It's not my wife or, or my children. It's, it's not anyone else that said He careth for you. It is the Lord. It is the Lord who cares for me. Philippians 4, 6. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 6. Be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your, your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It is the peace of God that we need. It is the peace of God that will come to us when we rely upon the Lord. Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, very common verse. Take no thought for the morrow. Why? For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Why you worry about what's going to happen next year? Why you worry about what, what, what car are you going to use? Uh, what, what, what closer? No, today there's a lot of evil. You face the day's evil. There's a lot of problems at the present. Face these problems and do not worry about tomorrow's problem. Today's problem, face it. That is what the Bible says. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Whatever we face today, that's enough for the day. We have a lot of problems, that's enough for the day. Tomorrow's problem, let's face it when you wake up tomorrow. Do not face it today. And again, one important thing that uh, our church we need and each and every one of us needs is avoid sin. 
This year, 2023, is a, um, is a mystery maybe. What's going to happen is, uh, I, don't, I, I cannot tell. But we know already from the macro uh, perspective that this is not going to get better. We know it. But again, whatever it is, avoid sin. Avoid that sin. If there's number one thing that we need to avoid in this year, 2023, is sin. Remember, sin brings all of us trouble. And disobedience also will bring us trouble. But obedience to God brings us God's blessings. 1 John chapter 2, verse number 1 says, My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. That's very simple. John spoke these words in a very simple way. But that is very profound. That ye sin not. Why? Because God wants to work among His people. And if there is sin among His people, God will have no desire to work with us. That little sin, I will tell you, it's little in our eyes, but it's so big in God's eyes. God wants to work among His people, but God's favor is hard to come by when sin is present. In fact, in fact, sin has a dire effect on us. Sin has a very serious effect on all of us. James said this. James said in James chapter 1, verse number 15. James 1, 15. Then when lust had conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. That is serious. Little sin, you might think that it's okay. Well, I'll tell you, do not try. Because we are not, you know, it might not be seen in my eyes. It might not be seen in your, in your husband's eyes. It might not be seen in your wife's eyes. It might not be seen in your children's eyes. It might not be seen in your church eyes, but I will tell you, in the eyes of God, it's a sin. Do not try. Because there is a dire consequence of sin. Sin should be avoided. And again, if you continue in sin, sin, a God will bring discipline upon your life. And you will feel that God's hands are heavy. And once you feel it, it's sad. In Psalm 32, verse 4. Psalm 32, verse 4. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me, David said. Because he experienced a lot of sin. And when he does, God, oh, whatever his plans, oh, it's just falter. Whatever things he, he, he does, it just fails. Everything that he does, it seems like God is stopping everything. He wants to do something here and it won't pro prosper. And he wants to do other things, it won't prosper. Wherever he turns, wherever he goes, it won't prosper. It seems like he feels like, oh Lord, your hands are heavy upon me. Have you experienced that? Have you experienced that whatever you do, it seems like it's, there's no way to, 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 to make it right? Everything that you do is wrong. Everything, all of your decisions are wrong. I'll tell you why. There might be sin. And that sin, if it is continuing there... That sin brings discipline to your life. And the Lord will bring discipline and His hands will be heavy upon you. For day and night, thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer, Selah. 
I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. For this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the floods of great waters they shall not come nigh unto him. My friend, if we continue in that sin without repenting, God will discipline us through trouble. God will discipline us through sufferings. And just difficult life. Just difficult life. And that he will, we will feel that God's hands are so heavy upon us. But God is a forgiving God. You can run to him. You can seek his face. And he puts all this forgiveness before you. He puts this forgiveness in place. In Isaiah chapter 55, verse number 6. Isaiah 55, verse number 6. He said, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye or pray. The word call is actually pray. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. David said, The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. You see, God speaks about discipline. If we continue in that sin, and do not do not, you know, um, um, get discouraged. Keep on. Listen to God. Listen to his um, 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 prodding. And, and allow him to, to do the work in your life. If you are punished because of your sin, accept it from the Lord. Do not get discouraged. Because there are benefits in disciplining. There are benefits in discipline. One is we give God reverence. Because you cannot play around with God. God is no respecter of persons. Even though you are so faithful this year, faithful the previous year, and the year before, you are so faithful, and then you, you think that you can do foolish things today, God will deal with your foolishness today. Because God is no respecter of persons. And when we are disciplined by God, we profit by attaining holiness in our lives. That's what the Bible says in Hebrews 12, verse 10. For they verily for a few days chasing us after their own pleasure. That's our Father disciplining us because that's joy to them. But God disciplined us for our profit. For our profit. That we might be partakers of His holiness. And another benefit of God's discipline is that it will yield the peaceable fruit of righteousness. We will become more righteous in the sight of God because we stay away from sin the more we keep away from sin because we know that the moment sin comes into our life then the chastisement from the Lord will come and we don't want that we don't want the punishment so we better stay in line so avoid sin and when God deals with us because of sin then accept God's discipline my friend, we have so much uh, to, to, to take today. And um, I'll tell you, uh, I'm, just, I'm just giving you 15, 15 things to face 2023. 
But there are 137 of these. So uh, let us brace ourselves for this whole month. We'll be talking about this. I will speak about this tonight. I will, I will encourage you more. I will bring this. What we need for 2023. What we need uh, to face this very interesting year. Very interesting year. And let us have all the equipment that we need. And let us face that year. Let us face this tomorrow with God on our side. And I know that we will win and we will turn out to be victorious. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Our Father in heaven, bless Lord the words that you have given to your people. And I pray Lord that as much as we can, we, are, we have to avoid that sin. And we have to rely upon you Lord. Lord, just speak to the hearts of your people and bless them, O oh God. Bless our people here in this church. And Lord, continue to, um, to um, uh, give them uh, the blessings of God, even though they do not deserve. All of us do not deserve your blessing. But Lord, you are our gracious God. And your grace is given to us um, with, without our merit. And therefore, Lord, shower us with your blessing, O Lord, and, and forgive your people their sins. For, forgive all of us, O God, of our sins. And bless us, O, o Lord. This year, O God, we do not know what's going to happen. We do not know what's around the corner. But Lord, we know when that corner comes, you are there to be with us. And bless, Lord. Bless your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. We all stand. We'll sing our closing hymn. Draw me near, 375.